so is this, are you recommending this or not? Uh, I was gonna not, but now, you know what? I totally recommend it. <laughs> We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that float. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. 2018. What a year. David got chlamydia. (laughs) Allegedly. Carol had crabs. Alleged crabs. Austin further descended into madness caused by syphilis. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. there's no alleged about that one. Right, right. And I fell in love. Let's all... (laughs) Let's all look back at all the parts that brought this year together. Well, not all of them, because there's a lot of things we don't want to talk about about the year. (laughs) Yep. And now that we've gotten all of your sexually transmitted diseases out of the way, I feel like we can have our end of the year pop culture roundup. Yay. So this is the first time we've ever done this, or do I just not remember them? Hmm. Boy, I'm really tempted to say that we've done like six of these just yeah. to really fuck with Carol, but yeah, no, this is this is something new we're trying. I honestly couldn't cool. remember. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about year enders and yeah, we just decided we usually focus on a specific show, episode of a show that's a special topic, and this time we're just talking about the year in review of uh, things we liked and didn't like, and is it mostly pop culture? I don't know what you guys' focus is, really. We kept it loose. I stayed on TV. TV? I was just planning to talk about sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah. <laughs> David's ranking his favorites. Yeah, I'm going to rank <laughs> the ones I have from best or worst. <laughs> you know, David, there's a cure for chlamydia. <laughs> is it more chlamydia? No, you don't need to just have it. You can get rid of it, David. <laughs> well, that's With why double why, uh, chlamydia. That's why it's near the top of the rankings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's true. I got a I got a scary phone call one time <gasps> from a previous partner. Oh yeah. And she was like, "I have chlamydia," and I was like, "Oh, that's one of the good ones." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Phew." Uh so I asked everyone to pick three things because this could go on for fucking forever. True. So my plans were each going to pick three. I, I, it was loose. I was kind of like maybe two you didn't like and one you liked. Is that about how we did it, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah, kind of. And then, and then I think we're going to do like a lightning round at the end of just Ooh. things we want to talk about real quickly. And uh, I guess you'll get a better sense of our current pop culture interests because we usually. I try to stay in the 70s and 80s yeah. <laughs> a lot of our TV shows. Are we shows. supposed to get out of there? <laughs> I don't know. So is this, I, I thought of it kind of as things that came out this year, but I guess it could also be media you consumed this year, yeah, right? It's this year for yeah. me, but. Okay. Well, so let's just get, I guess we'll all each take a turn doing one in a row, and then I guess we'll say what we have to say about mm-hmm. that thing, and then we'll move on. So I guess, David, since you're on my screen uh-huh. right now. Uh, let's start with you. Ron, I have to start. Well, do we want to start with a good one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Bojack Horseman. Oh! Uh, 
Who here has watched BoJack Horseman? I have watched BoJack. Yeah, Ryan? I haven't, but I have on my quick hits. One of my favorite ones was uh, Coyote Dog Girl, which was a graphic novel written and drawn by Lisa Hanawalt, who does the character designs on BoJack Horseman. Right. Because I'm a really huge fan of her stuff, but I actually have not watched this show yet. Mm -hmm. This is the fourth, third or fourth season came out this year, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very funny show. It's a uh, Austin. You haven't seen it. I think I should have asked you about right. Oh, Austin. yeah, I have not seen it. I have I have heard rave things mm-hmm. um, from you and from plenty of others. It's kind of an internet darling. Uh, mm-hmm. The quick hit on it. Well, it's he's basically like it's kind of like animal people and just humans live in the world together, and there's some jokes around that too. But. Uh, so Bojack Horseman is like a horse person, and it was apparently mm-hmm. on a sitcom, a family-friendly sitcom in the '90s. But now I horsing around. Yep, <laughs> we're horsing around, and now, <laughs> but then now it's like the 2010s, and he's kind of a has been, but it still has a lot of money apparently, and just basically gets drunk and does all sorts of drugs too. At least that's the start of the series. Uh, this season is kind of interesting because it. Because the series also gets a bit meta for some of the seasons. And this season it was meta because Bojack Horseman is definitely in that like anti-hero archetype because he's an asshole to a lot of people. And of course he's a drunkard and he, you know, and all the stuff that comes with that kind of uh, addiction. And so this He's one... an asshole to people and animals. Yeah, people. exactly. To like, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, equal opportunity asshole, I guess, is, uh... Ass like a horse, get it? Eh, it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this sh- so this season got a little bit meta because he was in a TV series where he was playing like a asshole, but then all the fans just wanted to like kind of like really liked that character, and thus like what he was portraying was becoming like something to aspire to or what people liked about the character, even though it was supposed to be the character flaw. And I feel like we've kind of talked about this with like other shows we watched this year about how like Tony Soprano. Yeah. Like how do you have an anti-hero without glorifying that person in their lifestyle? And I think it's kind of <laughs> difficult. I don't even know if the show really answered that question. Cause I think it's a problem that happens, you know, that, and even, like, when I first started watching it, like, I knew what it was trying to say, but there was still part of me that's just kind of like, eh, living and being rich and uh, just getting drunk every night doesn't always sound that bad. True. <laughs> they try to tell me it's going to, like, leave an empty hole in my heart, but would it really, or would I just enjoy life? I don't know, David. Let's let's get start a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, let's make me rich and just see if I enjoy life. Just being a degenerate rich person and just you uh, know, even if you're night. not, even if you're not rich, we could still just send you booze, right? Our fan yeah. base has proven that. But I, yeah, you can send me booze, but you know, I still have to like work and like. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have to be rich. I just have to have like a living wage. Oh, that's mm. pretty rich. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a whole different. Yeah, that's something else you could talk about in 2018. I think if I was a wealthy has been, I would travel all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's that's better things you can do with your life, that's for sure. Uh, so, are you the only one of us that watches Bojack Horseman? No, Carolyn um, does. Yeah, I've 
watched it. I don't think I've watched this latest season. Oh, okay. I usually save them for when I'm in the right mood because, mm-hmm. well, it's one of those shows that makes me a little um, jealous. Like, mm. I wish that I made it or whatever. Oh, you yeah. Know? It's just like, it's like, oh, I could do that, but I don't. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's like the same kind of stuff I like to play with. So sometimes I like get mad, but it's mm-hmm. a pretty good show. Uh, speaking of me and this show, I would like to say that uh, I did this show before at Bridgetown. What is, what was that comedy fest in Portland called? Was that yeah, called? Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Bridgetown Comedy Fest. Yeah, we did a picture of this where you dry, you draw along with stand-up comedians, and I got to work with somebody from BoJack. Wow. His name is Mike Hollingsworth, and he wow. was an excellent cartoonist. So just shout out to Picture This and BoJack and Mike. Uh, it's a really fun show. It's got a lot of jokes. I kind of don't understand. One of my biggest criticisms is with the universe. Like, so they have animal people and people people running yeah. around, and they definitely fuck each other. Oh yeah. Okay, David, what's Mr. Peanut Butter's dick like? <laughs> you wonder. Is it like it's like a red rocket? You'd assume, right? Like... <laughs> right. <laughs> how anthropomorphic are those animal wings? And yeah. how did... <laughs> Sometimes they do political commentary, but, like, is there, like, racism against animal people? Or is it, like, a utopia and that there's not? Because if in our universe we had dog people, we would definitely be racist against them. Yeah, unless they somehow became the dominant, then they'd be racist against us, but, you know. Oh, how the world turns. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely sexism in the... Series. Oh, good. Well, that's us. made it. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rejoice. I'm trying to think how. I mean, there's always jokes about just animal jokes because you know their traits will uh, they'll do things common to animals. You know, stereotypical. Right. Animals. I think they have animals just mm-hmm. for those jokes, but it's not very realized beyond that. That's yeah. a criticism. Anyways, my. My last point on that was uh-huh. that it's also focusing, like, it's starting to talk about him getting clean, and that's always conflicting for an anti-hero, where you're like, I should be rooting for that, but don't you just kind of, I like the hijinks he gets into when he's drunk, so mm-hmm. it doesn't, do I want that? But anyway. Just like real life. Exactly. Yeah. You enjoy the hijinks, but. <laughs> the uh, low jinks are so low. Yeah. But it's not me, so I can enjoy it even more. Uh. But yeah, recommended. You can move on. Carol, what do you want to open up with? Okay, okay. Openers, recommended. Fargo, the television series. Oh, Don't you sure know? Great. Yeah. OMG Fargo. Uh, when you watch the series Fargo, you know for sure that every actor that is going to be featured is getting a master class. They're doing, I'll stop the accent, they're doing a performance <laughs> that is so spectacular that when you see Brad Garrett, you're like, oh shit, what the fuck is Brad Garrett? That's Raymond's big brother. What's he going to do? Why do I care? I can't wait to see him fucking murder and get murdered and he does it's just it's it's at first i was putting it off because i'm like you know it's another remake it's a tv show of a movie who needs that but no you do need it it's beautiful (laughs) it's so good uh i watched the first two seasons i'm savoring it i'll probably watch the third next year sometime billy bob thornton has never been better and he's had some great roles uh, which yeah am i I correct that it's like a different a uh, story every season? Yes. They feature a different crime, which is quote-unquote true, but it's, you know, not that true. But yeah. they generally <laughs> go hyper-Midwestern, hyper-Fargo, what, what is that, Dakota? I don't know. Yeah. But they go there, and they go there so hard. They 
they let people get chubby. It's so fun. And uh, the second season is better than the first. And during some of the climaxes, they I won't spoil it, but during this shootout, which I'm already like, this is one of the best shootouts they've ever seen. They do something a little extraterrestrial where I'm like, holy shit, this show is working on five wavelengths at mm. once. Has anyone else watched that yeah. show? Yeah. I have uh, not. No, me neither. It's it's also on the never ending <laughs> to be watched. Yeah, my big premise about TV these days is there's too much shit on. Yeah. Like, there's too many good shows. Ooh, watch out, everybody. Been... Here comes Ryan with the hot takes. Hot takes. Oh, hot I know, take. right? But uh, that's one I keep hearing consistently. It's really great all the time. So mm-hmm. I, I, I do mean to check it out. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. So high, strong recommend. Yeah, uh, even uh, so, you know Martin Freeman. He's uh, from the British The Office. He's a Hobbit. He's oh, in yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide. He's the British guy, and I was getting so sick of him. I'm like, yeah, he's mm. overrated. Fucking, he's in Sherlock. Snooze. Um, but when I saw, I saw he was like the fucking star of Fargo season one. I'm like, I hate this guy. But by the end of it, and he plays full Midwestern. He doesn't do huh. British, and he nailed it. And by the end of it, I'm like, that is the best performance I've ever seen in my life. Like, I want to get in the actor's studio with every person who's been in this movie show. Is that your New Year's resolution? To get in Fargo? Or to, to get re- in that. To interview all the MIP stars. That's yeah, a little unattainable. <laughs> but how on, about Carol. I try to, like, go to Hollywood and throw an egg at somebody who's a celebrity? Okay, I'd be into that. I feel like I can do that. All right. Yay. What counts like as a celebrity, I guess? Anybody, because I'm just going to have an egg <laughs> in my pocket. Wait, just anybody in L.A.? No, yeah. wait a minute. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I'll try for a hey, celebrity. Now, but I have to have been able... I, I have to have heard of them. Or, <laughs> well, what if by throwing the egg at them, they become a celebrity because of it? Like, That's irony for you. I don't Gift know. Of the this, Magi. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I want to say is that uh, I think I've mentioned this several times in our 10 billion recordings we've done together. <laughs> but um, And uh-huh. I think the 90s, there was a pilot for a Fargo TV series that didn't get picked up. And it was directly based on the movie. And Edie Falco, Carmela Soprano, played Frances yeah. McDormand's character. Oh, that would be spectacular. Yeah, I've always wanted to see that pilot. All right, what about you, Austin? Um, so we're doing we're doing our recommends. No, you can do a non. Well, it doesn't really matter. So, okay, so my <laughs> wife my wife and I have a tradition um we usually will go like the day after Christmas or the couple days after Christmas. Uh, when our son's in daycare, then we can, and we both have the day off, we'll go see a couple of movies and it's since Liam was born, it's become kind of, we get a, try to get a head start on like Oscar season or see something that, uh, that's been out for a while that we've missed. And Do you guys also give each other hand jobs in the popcorn? Not anymore. Cause now like fucking family members tag along and, uh, uh, wait, so you used to, yeah, no, we didn't. <laughs> We didn't. Big time. We we could do that for free at home. We're paying to watch a movie. Like that's true. I mean, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, so we went and saw two movies the day after Christmas this year, and they we we both of them are flawed. Uh, but one of them is flawed, and I really liked it. And one of them was flawed, and it's just not a very good movie. So. Okay. 
Uh, the first one is the one that is flawed, but I also enjoyed, which was Vice, the mm-hmm. uh, the Dick Cheney biopic oh, uh, with Christian Bale uh, as as the eponymous Dick Cheney. Um, David, I immediately thought of you because there's a scene at the beginning where they establish the truthiness of it. Yeah. Uh, basically saying uh, we try to be as accurate as we could be, but he's a fucking liar, so that's difficult to do. Um, and it was a film, great performances, and I think mo- reviews have been mixed, and all the reviews are pretty universal in that its performances are all really good. Um, Christian Bale gets a lot of the attention, but Sam Rockwell plays uh, Bush, Bush the Younger, and yeah, he does a really good job of, like, he's not a caricature, but, like, sort of embodies your impression of of who he was and uh, sort of he's recognizable, but kind of creates his own character as well within it. Hmm. Um, it's directed by Adam McKay, who was Will Ferrell's longtime uh, SNL mm-hmm. guru and did, you know, Anchorman and Step Brothers and most of the really good Will Ferrell movies. And he also did mm-hmm. the big short a few years ago. Well, more than a few years ago at this point, but yeah, uh, about the financial crisis in 2008, also with Christian Bale and Steve Carell, who are in who are in Vice, and that's also that's one of my favorite movies of the more recent uh, vintage. And it's similar, uh, similarly structured in terms of being kind of like quick hits and very sort of choppily edited. And that's another thing that's n- that's not great about the movie. It never quite settles on if it's a drama or a comedy, um, mm-hmm. and it tries to do both. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that, but you can kind of see those tones sort of duking it out in the course of the film and some of the editing decisions are questionable there's things that they kind of bring up and then if you know what they're referencing you kind of nod and you're like oh okay but if you don't you're like why did that just get brought up what does that have to do with anything um but at the same time like it just was a very uh entertaining but also enraging film because it really just underscores how much of like the shit we're dealing with now has the seeds have been were planted like back in the 70s and Cheney sort of helped nurture and grow those seeds through over like four decades in government and a lot of the the bullshit from like the financial collapse up to current politics is can be tied back to the war in Iraq and all of that mm-hmm. nonsense and just how manipulative all of that was. And um, there's some really, really great shots in it that just have kind of stuck with me. And um, is it informative around that stuff? Like, do you feel like you learned more about all that shit that went down? Not really, movie? not really. And that's yeah. where like the big short was was entertaining and informative because it's like everyone knows like oh yeah the the economy collapsed in 2008 and housing and mortgages underwater and such and such but no one really like knew what happened there and the big short did a good job of kind of explaining what was going on and what happened while Mm -hmm. also telling an entertaining story this movie is much more about just telling the story and sort of creating this this sensation of um Cheney and, and his perspective on politics and how that sort of undergirded a lot of what's happened in the last like 40 plus years. So, so they you, don't like make him sympathetic n- particularly? Not really in any way, shape or form. Ha! Does he shoot a guy in the face? He does shoot a guy in the face and my wife Yay. was disappointed that that particular 
uh, incident did not get more playtime in the movie. <laughs> Yeah. That's what your your wife always wants more shooting in the face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is true. So yeah, she was disappointed <laughs> in that, but uh, yes, that that does get covered. And that's where it's it uh, it does things like that where it's kind of the quick hits and if you knew what what that was all about, you got it and if you didn't, you're kind of like, well, I don't know, but it is it is not sympathetic really at all. Cool. Uh, going back to Sam Rockwell as George W., that's very similar to his Zephod Beeblebrock's performance, speaking of Martin Freeman and Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, he was Zephod Beeblebrock's, huh? Yeah, and it was oh. a total W. Total. Huh. <laughs> so you do recommend it, Austin? I do recommend it, yes. Okay, and then are you saving your other movie? Yeah, I'll save the other one for, for when we come back around. For next turn. Okay, so so far we have all recommends, yeah. right? Yeah, what do you all got, right. Ryan? All right, so mine is definitely not a recommend I'm starting with. Um, to me, when I thought about what defined the year in pop culture, to me more than anything, like that I wanted to preserve in amber, mm-hmm. uh is Movie Pass? <laughs> oh, remember that? Damn. Did, did anyone else sign up for Movie Pass? Heck no. no. I I did so I did not, Ryan. But I tell you, if it had been around ten, hell, even five years earlier, I one hundred percent would have signed up. Like that was right up my alley. And just because, like, we have a, a four year old, and it's we don't get to go to the movies as often as we used right. to. And, yeah. Um. That's literally the only reason I didn't sign up for it. I'm like, well, we just it's we can see a few movies a year, but it's hard to just get the babysitters and find the time and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. that totally would have been up my alley. Let me break it down for you. (laughs) Well, because I I know that there were monthly fees. So what I did was last maybe November, they were promoting the shit out of Movie Pass. And they had for like a weekend, they had a special for $90. You got unlimited movies for a year. (gasps) And I was like. Was this toward the beginning of Movie Pass? Yeah, it was like right at the beginning. Okay. And I was like, shit. Like, if I see 10 movies, I'll break even. Wow. And so uh, I signed up. I was like, fuck it. And uh, so the thing about Movie Pass is, and so how it worked is you would check in on the app, and it came with a little card, like a debit card, and they would just put the cost of that movie on the card. So you would just, you didn't have to tell the people at the theater you were using it or anything. You were just like one for whatever the fuck. So it's like the company behind this basically like mailed you a debit card that you used to buy the movie ticket? Yeah, well, they would put it, it only had the amount of money that was put on right then. Right, you know? right. But so the thing about it, and I knew this when I signed up, is I was like, there's no, they're spending more money than they're making. Right. They don't have a, they don't have a deal with movie theaters. Yeah, that's the or anything. biggest problem, right? It's just a company with really good marketing and a really terrible idea. How do they make up for it? In volume. Yeah. Well, I guess that they thought what they would do is that a lot of people would get it and just never use it. <laughs> but um, boy, did I use it. <laughs> yeah. How'd you do? Did you get your $90 worth? Well, so yes, I definitely yeah. did. So what happened is that I think in like the third quarter of the year, it just crashed pretty abruptly. Yeah. Yeah. And it just didn't work anymore. And then I think I got it. 
randomly to work one more time. Because like, <laughs> I would just try it when I went to the movies, and it would sure. usually say no. But then, like, one more time it worked, and then that was it. One last big score. Yeah, but I checked it. I, I It's gone now, too. But I think I saw 20 movies, nice. at least. So that's... Yeah. At least $200. Yeah. Probably 225 bucks or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, for $90. So I was pissed that it stopped working, but I also was like, I got my money's worth. I'm part of the downfall of this company. <laughs> well, but, uh, yeah. you're not part of it. The, they're the part of their own downfall. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did it to themselves. I didn't take advantage of them at all. I just you and I got less than what I was promised when I made the. Because the thing is, too, is they send you a shitload of mail. They sent out like an official apology to everybody when it stopped working. They're like, "We know we fucked up." Um, and it always reminded me of The Simpsons when Krusty Burger oh, does the Olympics. Yeah. Classic. Those are animals. Yeah, they're getting gouged by a promo. It was just like that. Well, Are they going to make a movie about Movie Pass in five years with that's Dick a Cheney good question. in it? But so they're trying to because everyone knows what they are, you know. Like yeah. I get a bunch of emails from them. I just unsubscribed. I was like, fuck it, um, because they also tainted themselves as a brand. Yeah. Because sure. I thought about it and I looked at the new deal and it's like basically like three movies a month for close to what that would cost. It's like there's no point to it, right? Right. With what they're offering, but uh, and I was also like, you guys fucked up. Like I don't trust you guys at all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like. Even though I ripped you off by your own <laughs> foolishness, you yeah. didn't give me what I paid for. Like, I paid for a year of movies. Yeah! What's weird is, is their, like, business model was, I guess they'd hope that some people wouldn't use it. But their price point was, like, if you use it just once a month, they're already down. And I yeah. just don't think you can trust <laughs> that. Like... <laughs> Well, I think that if you had a monthly subscription, because I got the best yeah, deal that yeah, they offered. But it was still like so, 10 bucks a month, I think it was, which just means yeah, if you go to one, one movie, movie, you're like down two bucks or, you know, maybe 11. But, and then you go, yeah. if, and then there are going to be some people who are going to go to three. Like, you'd have to be like, if they did like unlimited for like 30 bucks a month, maybe it all yeah. came out. But even then, I don't know. Well, like, plus the fact it, that their subscription fee was universal so like it was 10 bucks a month wherever you were when you signed up so like if you're in like around here i movies are like between eight and twelve dollars depending on Mm -hmm. if you're going in the afternoon or late at night if it's premium seating yeah yeah. Yeah, if it's 3d throw another couple more bucks Mm -hmm. on there that's like okay so that's minnesota I'm sure in like rural areas it's probably a little bit less, but like New York City, what's the cost to go see a movie in New York? Like 25, 30 yeah. bucks at this point? So you buy like you're totally. in New York, you pay ten dollars a month. You're not like that's you're paying half a ticket price. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I'll miss movie pass. I also would just people would be like, Hey, do you want to go see blah blah? I'd be like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm why sure. not? Yeah. It's free. <laughs> I saw a bunch I saw Han Solo, I was like, fuck it, I'll use my movie pass. <laughs> Do you guys remember when movies would cost three dollars? I have an Alien Resurrection ticket. I've just been cleaning up, and it costs three (laughs) dollars. That must have been a matinee. Wow, the last I live by the last time Carolyn cleaned up was when Alien Resurrection came out. Apparently, (laughs) yeah, she didn't even live in that house yet. That's how messy she is. Oh yeah, it was a bookmark in one of my ancient books. Um, I thought for 
for sure movie pass had like a thing where they yeah. were friends right. with the cheater like and then when they turned out not to i was like what the heck yeah. Yeah. like when i, I first heard about it i just assumed that they had like that they'd worked out some kind of deal with like the theater chains and then it was one of those where like yeah right you probably couldn't go to like any theater and use it you had to go to like the certain chain because that's the one that they'd and again i didn't like re- look into it because i'm like i just it's not worth it for me but then when i heard like they're having all these problems i'm like wait what you you didn't have some sort of side deal with the theaters right. you're just yeah. buying movies for people how is that it was like kind of a typical startup now. It's like an app and they want it to be ubiquitous and for everyone to be talking about it. But then it's like, I, who sat in these meetings? Right. Yeah, well, I'm sure. yeah, we'll and just I'm offer sh- a thing where we lose a lot of money all the time and then we'll get rich. And to your point, Ryan, I'm sure they had the attitude of like, we're going to take a loss up front. But if we mm. become ubiquitous, we attract venture capitalists. You know, we become the Uber of movie right. passes. So we get all these like Silicon Valley tech startup money or dropping ten billion dollars in venture capital, and it doesn't matter that we're losing money. But mm-hmm. their model didn't even keep them around long enough to attract that kind of interest. Oh, and, no, they really. And, like, Uber's model is like even if they're losing money because they're startup and they're building something like. Some of it's just overhead costs, but the more that people use it, the more, you know, that deficit will lessen. And then if everyone's like using Uber or Lyft, then like you, you're making money. Whereas the more people who use MoviePass, the less money they make. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a backwards model. Like, you, <laughs> like you, can't, you can become too popular like, and you'll lose even more money. I don't know. Yeah. Foolish. So the, 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 the takeaway there is if you're going to have a business, yeah. figure out a way to make more money than you spend. Yeah. Don't well, found a business on yeah, making negative that, money. That when customers yeah. use your service, you lose money. That, yeah. That's usually a bad thing. So we should move on. Yeah. Well, we I was going to say, it's been okay. such a long year that until you mentioned it, I forgot oh, MoviePass yeah, was like, oh, a thing. MoviePass, wasn't, didn't that come out in like 2010 or something? Like that's yeah, how long ago that like feels, it. right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, mine just expired like a month ago and they oh, were like, man. Act now to renew it and you'll get this and I was like, No, <laughs> we're done, movie pass. <laughs> it's over. R. I. P. Uh uh so David, what else you got? Yeah, well, so Lauren doesn't usually like to go out to movies, but then one weekend we were, we had nothing to do and I was like, eh, maybe we could go to a movie, check out Alamo Draft House, it'll be fun. But we didn't know what to look see so then i was just looking up stuff and then i was like oh yeah bohemian rhapsody is coming out oh yeah that might be interesting to check out i love queen oh well, of course i love queen you know and you can't go wrong with queen apparently you can go wrong with queen <laughs> uh well the problem is i wasn't really following the movie all that much i just knew it was coming out and then so i sit down in the theater and in the opening, in the opening, one of the first things that's displayed on the screen is directed by Brian Singer, and I was like, "God <gasps> damn it!" <laughs> well, he, got, he got kicked off the movie, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. He's Not still credited he with it. Yeah. So Hollywood is full of chimos, but that is one of the biggest chimos. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's just it. It was like the double whammy of like, I don't want to support this guy, and his movies suck anyways. <laughs> like, right. Like I've never. Yeah, he- that's the other thing. He doesn't put out any products that make me want to support him. And so it was, it was first of all, it, it was a bad movie because it was unfocused. It didn't have a lot. It didn't, like, pick a narrative to go with. It was just kind of all this, like, 
scattered shot like themes of like first it's family then it's love then it's you know the band and you know you're like just pick a focus and go with it but frankly i could have forgiven it for that personally because i'm more about truth in like these historical like biopics and uh than I am about, uh, like, drama and what will make the best story, because I just want the facts, because I'm kind of weird like that. But So how is the truth? Yeah, the entire, like, half and second half of the movie was in it lie. Like, almost the entire movie was just not what really happened at all. And it kind of... And it, like, cl- climaxes, so to speak, with the Live Aid concert that Queen did. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. And it makes the presumption that uh, Freddie Mercury was diagnosed with, like, AIDS or HIV... Before, like, you know, like a year before that concert. And that's all a lie. He was diagnosed like two years after that. And that annoys me. And then part, and that's kind of like the climax of the show, even though really. And then I'm thinking about it. So I'm like looking into like Queen, and it's like one of the last songs they ever wrote and or performed was The Show Must Go On. And that's when he was like dying of AIDS. And if you can't get like a dramatic effect, for a climax of a movie off of that, then I feel like you should just quit film altogether because that, like, that's a story that writes itself and instead they go with this lie about Live Aid and it and it worked in the movie, but then it's still, as at least a climax, but it still felt, I don't know, well, I feel lied to, which always bothers me. And something about historical dramas always annoys me because so many people are going to take it as fact. and mm-hmm. And I feel like, people need like uh, directors and writers need to realize that a lot of people aren't going to question you unless you give them extreme reason to. And I know there's, it's tough because it's still a bit of fiction and it's still, you want to write a good story, but you should choose carefully when you're being untruth, knowingly untruthful Mm -hmm. about something in my opinion anyways. So I just got a report from the crack research team that Brian Singer was fired during the direct, the production yeah, yeah. and he was replaced by dexton fletcher all right <laughs> boy that sounds like uh brian singer got fired and then r- turned around and put on a fake mustache and was like hello i'm dexter fenston i'd like you to direct this <laughs> apparently that's a real human who, oh I just God. remembered him getting fired. Like, yeah. I followed that whole narrative. If, if Dexter then, is listening yeah. to this show, we apologize for making fun of your well, name. I don't know if a Dexter little. made things worse or better or the same, but it's still not a good movie. It's just yeah. Uh, very good performance by the lead actor. I forget his name. Now. I, I feel like that's the thing with biopics is they're yeah. like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a shitty movie <laughs> that's not very accurate. Yeah. And we're going to get a lead actor to just be great in it. Yeah. Like there's been so many. And then when the lead actor is not great, it's just totally unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Rami Malek, or if I said R- that. Yeah. Rami, Rami. Rami Malek from uh, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Yeah. 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 So, not recommend on that one? Not recommended, no. Did they right. underplay Freddie's homosexuality? That's what the criticisms I heard. Uh, no. bisexuality, but yeah. Not really. I mean, okay. well, I, I didn't see. notice it. I mean, he was... That was a thing where I, I saw... I got tired of the internet, and mm-hmm. it was like, there was a preview for it, and people were like, he wasn't gay enough in the preview. And I was like, it's a fucking movie preview. Like, <laughs> I mean, give me a break, I you think know? it followed or, his... I think that part followed pretty well, of because he got married to a woman, I should say, mm-hmm. like, early Ooh. on in his life. Life and then 
like divorced her, and then they had like a really, uh, for lack of a better term, weird relationship where they were still like, like he still loved her, but just not like sexually, which is that's sure. fine. Yeah. But you know, it was a very complicated, I guess I should say, instead of weird, complicated relationship yeah. they had. And mm-hmm. I thought it, but I mean, he was very clearly gay at the end, and I don't think they well, gay. hid from that or anything like that. And to be fair, it also had a lot of Queen music, which makes up for. A lot of uh, ills, too. But overall, I'd still give it the thumbs down. All right. Thumbs down. <laughs> what do you got, Carol? Uh, thumbs up. Thumbs way up for the best children's show about lady scissoring that has ever <laughs> been. Steven Universe. Yeah, all right. Anybody else ever watched it? Nope. I have not. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to say She-Ra, but I guess there's a, been a couple this year. <laughs> uh, Ooh. Yeah, it looks like I gotta catch up with She-Ra. Uh, I haven't seen it either. I'm way behind on my ooh. cartoons, especially. Yeah, people like it, and then you know some dude bros hate it because she's not just like a porno lady anymore. She's the like She-Ra a we're talking about. Yeah, right, let's yeah. let's go back to Steven because I actually <laughs> yeah. know shit about that. Uh, Austin, you might watch it in the coming years because it's a great kid show. Your kid yeah. might love it. Okay, so the titular character, Steven Universe has another case of dead mom's disease, like is so common in our sitcoms. But the cool thing about it is that his mom is a total intergalactic war criminal. (laughs) She kills a lot of people. She's a gem. There's a slight spoiler. Let me not spoil it. Uh, She's Rose Quartz. That's her gem. That's Steven's mom. And she kind of stopped existing when Steven started to exist. And she procreated procreated with this totally (laughs) normal, bald, long hair rocker. Greg Universe, who's great, who lives in a van and has a car wash. And anyway, Steven comes around and he's still being taken care of by the other gems, Garnet, Anethyst, and Pearl. And Garnet is a fusion, and fusions of gems are the ultimate scissoring in this universe. You can mecha together if you're very, very in love and become one being if you're a gem. So two gems can get together and become like this mega gem. So it's a really good way to put like love making <laughs> or just you know really good friendship into like the power ranger thing of now we've got to get really big and strong and the cartooning is all beautiful i just watch it instructionally for just like oh what is so fucking cute that i like it um the lead cartoonist is rebecca sugar she made this she's fantastic and there's plenty of great music and it you know it's it's one of the most kid-friendly things that I have ever liked in my old adulthood at this point. You know, it's like soft in a nice way, but it still gets hard. You know, there's plenty of battling, plenty of jokes, plenty of scissoring. A plus. All right. Uh, so I'll add that, too, to my giant list of shows I should watch. It's so fun. I've watched it back to back. This will be my second watch through, and there's a couple new episodes, and there's even going to be a wedding. Is it? Oh, how much of it is there? Isn't there, like, a lot now? There's, like, oh, God, I don't even know. There's, like, four seasons, and the mm. first season has way more episodes than the rest. Is it still on? Is it over or is it still going? No, it's still going. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a little behind the modern times, but I do know the biggest spoiler about Stephen's dead mother that I won't tell you. But it's a good. Don't tell us. No. Good. All right, I guess we'll just keep going. Sure. uh, So Stephen Universe recommended. Thumbs up, my butt. Austin, what's your numero dos? Uh, Numero dos, the other movie that we saw on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. or day after Christmas, was uh, Mary Poppins Returns. 
Oh, uh, which is a film that also has a good performance at its core. Emily Blunt does a really good job of playing Mary Poppins, um, or at least playing Julie Andrews playing Mary Poppins. Um, and you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, like if you went and you saw Mary Poppins and you liked it and you had a good time, like there's nothing wrong with it. Like it's a fine movie. It's just not a very good movie and it has Mm. no reason for existing. Um, Uh, it is almost a carbon copy of the original film where like to the point where they're like, okay, so we have, instead of chimney sweeps, we have lamp lighters. Instead of Dick Van Dyke doing a bad Cockney accent, we have Lin-Manuel Miranda doing a bad Cockney accent. Um, oh, Batman well? Yes, Bat- the, Bat- yeah. Batman well. Uh, we, here's the part where we go to a kooky old person's house and we dance around on their ceiling while they sing a song. And in this movie that is played by Meryl Streep doing a terrible Mm -hmm. Boris and Natasha accent. Uh, So wait, I don't want to interrupt, but I have a question about this movie. Is it supposed to be a sequel? Yes, it is very much. It takes place like 25-ish years after the original Mary Poppins where Uh Mary Poppins is the nanny to the little boy's kids. Okay. Is she like older now? She is, yeah, she's an ageless ghost. She is an ageless ghost. I mean, she okay. she looks different, so it could be like a Doctor Who sort of scenario. Mm, okay. um, but she is ostensibly supposed to be the same character, and she looks like Emily Blunt. Um, so she's not like it's not Emily Blunt in like old age makeup or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, it's it's Michael Banks from the first movie. He's now an adult. His wife has died recently, and he's like raising the three kids, and they're in there. He's living in, you know, the old family house and they're going to lose the house because he took out a mortgage and it's in the middle of the Great Depression. And so they're trying to save the house, basically. Um, And so, yeah, there's, you know, a scene at the bank where the kids are embarrassing to the dad and he gets mad at them. But then he realizes he needs to be nice to the kids. And then there's a song at the end where instead of going and flying kites, they all float away on balloons. And it's Mm. I mean, it's just a very much like control F control V sort of going through the script and just like dropping in the uh, you know new references and new nouns yeah. but sort of hitting the same story beats and all of that huh is it is it does it take place now no it takes place it's like 25 years after the original film which was uh-huh. like Edwardian England I think like early 1900s it takes place during the what they call in Britain the great slump so it's like okay. late 20s, early 1930s during the, the Great okay. Depression. So is it just one of those things where they, they didn't want to make it a remake, but it's basically a remake? Exactly. It, it's a se- like plot or like within the context of the universe, it's a sequel, but structurally mm-hmm. it's more or less a remake. Um, mm. I mean, there's a couple of good songs, but none of them are terribly catchy or, or memorable. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... It just, it was... Was it fun to watch? Yeah. Like, if you like Mary Poppins, if you like Mar- is it I mean, fun? Yeah, if you like, like I said, it's perfectly harmless. Like, it's not like it's a, uh, it's not like it t- tarnishes the original film or anything. And if you like Mary Poppins, and the, you know, I've, I've heard some critics uh, tell you, like, this is the film we need right now, which, as, a, which uh-huh. as another film critic said, here's a fun drinking game for 2018. Every time another critic says, this is the film we need right now, take a drink and you'll be dead. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that's the thing about all these remakes. Like, they can be so creatively bankrupt that it's like, why? It's fucking tragic, which is why I was surprised by how enjoyable and new Fargo the show yeah. was. And it's weird because like, yeah. you have Lynn Manuel Miranda, who <laughs> who not only is something of an accomplished songwriter. Um, is uh-huh. also an accomplished songwriter of for Disney because he wrote oh. a bunch of the Moana songs, mm-hmm. uh, many of which are quite good. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. He did not uh, do the music for this. They brought in mm. the people that did Hairspray uh, oh. to do the, it's, it's one John of, Waters. They yeah, got John yeah. Waters. <laughs> yeah, the musicians Baller. who did Hairsprays. And the um, musical, the Hairspray, music. the Hairspray musical, the fucking John Travolta. Yeah, I yeah know, exactly. I know. So it's one of those where you're like, why did you get? Like Lin-Manuel Miranda and then not have him involved in any of like the songwriting or anything. Mm-hmm. Seems like an odd decision. And there's a, um, yeah, just like a, a weird, like quasi chase scene at the end where like they have to get to the bank on time and Colin <laughs> Firth is there and he's just mustache twirlingly evil for no really good reason or he just wants the Banks' house for some reason because he's evil and yeah so you're giving it the the no I'm giving that a not recommend okay yeah I mean it's funny it's interesting because I feel like we're all kind of part of the problem in that I do kind of want the same stuff but slightly redone that's where you kind of get this like, there's the uh, Lion King remake that's coming out, you know? Boy. Uh-huh. And, I, and I was just thinking about it, and I'm just like, I'm not even sure. Like, I know a lot of people are going to go see it, but what do they want from it? Like, mm-hmm. do they want the same movie again? Is that Are they going to well, be Well, I think what you it? want, I think what you want, and I think it either works or it doesn't, yeah. based on some things. Like, and we people, we can fight forever about when it does or doesn't work, because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really... Because um, sometimes it blatantly doesn't work, and we can all agree. And other mm-hmm. times, like I think uh, Star Wars Episode Seven worked, where it was basically this same movie, but also a new movie. Like that worked for me, and it was like about recreating the feelings. Or like the Jungle Book, where it was like the same story, but aesthetically it was different. Or like I saw you were on social media about this, Carol. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes it works better I'm than others. Day. Like. The Lion King, I'm not sure, because it's all animals. It's kind of weird. But Aladdin, I think, really does work, because it's people and seeing all those sets and stuff. Have you seen that picture of Will Smith just hanging out? Like, I'm the genie with a top knot. (laughs) Yeah. And you feel okay about that? Okay, so my hot take that Ryan was alluding to is that I called Disney morally bankrupt. I Uh stand by that for this and other reasons. Um, Just... Okay, okay, speaking of Disney, really fast, do you guys know that at the Disney theme parks, they have an Avatar theme park, as in James Cameron's Avatar (laughs) and the Navi? Yes, I think I responded to you with that or something. Uh, Oh my god, Um, it's terrible, and the mouse, the mouse is failing. What kind of great collapse are we in for that Mickey Mouse, the motherfucker, can't even keep whimsy up? Like, holy shit, we're... At the end of days, it's the last days of Rome. And uh, so Dumbo is one of my favorites. Oh. And I can't even watch the trailer. I don't know. I might, but Beauty and the Beast, the remake was shit. There was a hot internet take that somebody else did about The Lion King. And with the new live action, the color palette is muddy bullshit, whereas the past was like yeah. well, extreme artistry. Well, so it seems like diminishing returns. Well, that's a weird trend in movies of having a very muddy, like, blue grayish palette yeah, all my movies. god 
just make for less visually exciting stuff. I don't know why I they think can't. it. I think like one movie. I'm trying to think of the history. Like one movie did really well and it had that palette, yeah. and now they've yeah. all copied it for whatever reason. Yeah. You know? it's like, well, I think it's really case by case. I really think it depends on the quality of the specific thing. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about remakes in general. <laughs> Yeah, I think that you can make yeah. a Star Wars sequel that's a piece of shit, and I think that you can remake well, a yeah, Disney sequels, movie and it can I be great. I'm talking about remakes, which kind of... I think remakes can be really good. Yeah. I think they should remake more stuff that w- wasn't as good as it could have been. Yeah. I think those would be right. good remakes. Yeah. <laughs> but they just make things that were, and they make them weird and CGI yeah. now. I also think they should just re-release old movies more. Oh like, God. I don't think I'll ever go see a new Alien movie. I think mm-hmm. they just really screwed the pooch on Pretty that. Easy. But I think that... I would go see Aliens if they released it in the theater again. Uh, Aliens, yeah. Aliens is playing at uh, at one of my local theaters for like a couple of nights. I'll, they do. I'll be there. They're, they're doing a uh, uh, oh. like flashback movie thing where like every Sunday and Wednesday they do like a old movie on the screens. It's actually well, kind of cool. Alamo Draft House does it. Yeah, Alamo yeah, Draft House. We does have that some theaters time. here that do that. How come you guys have an Alamo? I thought those were only in Texas. That's dope. No, they've expanded. Quite we're a bit. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good no, for I was you. Carol. I was going to ask, have you been on the yeah. Have you been on the Avatar ride at Disney World? No. Well, then how do you know it's shitty? I watched a review. <laughs> I don't wait, go wait, to Disneyland the, very often. <laughs> the ride itself could be several rides. Cool. Yeah. 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 But it's it would not, have nothing dude. to do with the fact no. that it was themed after Avatar. It would I am merely making the distinction that the concept is shitty, but you don't know that the ride's shitty. It could be, I yeah, bet you really $300 at any point that it's shitty. I don't know, but I have really good odds, baby. Just, and this is coming from somebody who watched Avatar in the theater like three times. But who remembers it now? Exactly. No one gives a shit. It's so strange that nobody remembers Avatar. It's the most famous... It made more yeah. money than any other movie. Yeah, it had and nobody zero yeah. cultural footprint. You know? Yeah, it remains yeah. the highest grossing movie of all time, and it has like no cultural impact whatsoever. Yeah, they don't have any Navi at the theme park either. It's just mm. people dressed like fucking hipsters. I just you, don't you'll know see. why Disney spent the money to do that. You know, yeah, it's, because it was the biggest movie of all time. Yeah, but they spent they spent the money like ten years after it was the biggest movie yeah, of all time. If they did it when the movie came out, I get it. And, and if it, it's just still there because they're like, yeah, we don't feel like spending the money to get rid of it. I, yeah, I would totally. Understand I think that it. is what happened. No, they no, all just did totally. this like two. It just years came ago. out like two years ago. Well, yeah. Takes a while to make a fucking yeah. theme park. No, they did it in anticipation of the sequels. There's gonna be more, which is a whole other tangent. So let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Let's so keep going. my final my final yeah. thoughts on Mary Poppins Returns is that it mm-hmm. was I, I, it was a perfectly entertaining film. I while I was watching it, I'm like, this is fun. I'm having a good time. And then I walked out of the theater and I'm like, I remember absolutely nothing about that. It left uh-huh. no impact on me whatsoever, other than maybe Emily Blunt's performance. And so it's it's hard to recommend that one. Mm-hmm. My last thing is I'm sure Walt's head is rolling in his cryogenic grave. Nah. <laughs> the money's rolling in. Walt yeah. doesn't give two shits. My last thing is, uh, is, uh, this your last thing to, yep. to me. <laughs> no, I mean in, about this oh, okay. topic is that to me, the perfect, like weird mix of a sequel remake is these Creed movies. <laughs> okay, Cause yeah. it's like in universe, 
but it's a sequel, but it's also moving on to another thing. I think yeah. that's like the perfect balance as a person who's an idiot for Rocky movies. Yeah. It's like real. Those are really satisfying to me. Like I yeah. saw Creed 2 and it was pretty mediocre. And I was like, yeah, a lot of the Rocky sequels are pretty mediocre. Like, I hope they make five of these, you know? <laughs> Did it have a robot in it, Ryan? No. No, okay. but that's not till part four. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. But but it also had Drago in it, which was part four. It did. So. It did. This just in from the crack research team. Uh, yeah. Disney approached James, James Cameron to do an Avatar-themed <laughs> attractions at the Disney parks in early 2011, which was three years after Avatar came out. Yeah, but it, wow. And they began construction in January of 2014. Well... What are you going to do? <laughs> Haha, I snuck Avatar into Ryan's tight program. And, uh, I'm going to go watch Avatar again. <laughs> Let's do it. So the other, my second one, this was uh-huh. one I, I highlight. My favorite TV show this year is Ooh. Insecure. Oh, I haven't heard of that. What is it? Does anybody watch that show? No, I've heard of it. God damn. None of us watch. This is what we're learning from doing this. Nobody yeah, watches we, any we, of the same we, shit. Yeah. We're all very we different all people. <laughs> Yeah, so it's Issa Rae's show. It's an HBO series. Okay. It's got a really small cast. It's basically, um, it's I think it's an all-black cast. Oh, nice. And it's, um, it, it started, pe- these people get famous really fast now, like uh, these people. That sounds so <laughs> fucked up. But people who are, like, young and hip and get a show, you know, like a lot oh, of times yeah. on HBO. So she had a YouTube series called Awkward Black Girl that I haven't really watched. Oh. And then she got a HBO series, so the second season just ended. It's a 30-minute comedy that has a lot of drama elements and story stuff. I think it was the second season. It might have been the third season. I think it was the second season. Anyway, it's the fucking best show. The storytelling is really sharp. The cast and the writing is super sharp. Uh, It's just a really good blend of drama and comedy. It's, It's poignant. And it's just really fucking funny and sharply written and well, it looks good. So I'm not going to say really more about it if nobody watches it. But that's my number one TV show recommend. I have a, there's a bunch of good TV right now. Well, that's, I mean, and, to your point, Ryan, about the lack of intersectionality amongst the four of us. I mean, that we're just a microcosm of the larger TV viewing audience right now, which is just so oh, deeply like fragmented and fractured where yeah. you know, I've read a lot of stuff tell you about how, you know, Game of Thrones may very well be the last like water cooler show where huh. where like when a new episode comes out, that's what people are talking about. Like whether you watch huh. it or not, it's you know yeah. Every major like entertainment website has someone reviewing it. People are tweeting yeah. about it. The time there really is no other show oh, wow. that gets that treatment right now. And with yeah. the there's just so many outlets for new to you know Netflix is releasing a new show every fucking week. Hulu's yeah. got a you know there's just all the streaming services have original content. All the cable networks are you know yeah putting money into developing their own shows and stuff like that. So it's like it's it leads to like a ton of really you know good slash great slash interesting slash entertaining TV shows. But there's just so much out there that. Yeah, everybody can just watch kind of what they want to watch, and there's a lot less yeah. kind of crossover and intersectionality going on. I mean, HBO is pretty high end, yeah. so it's got that going for it. Like, yeah. I think it. 
And you never, I mean, every time someone says like, this is the last blank, we'll never get another one. Like, you can't right. predict those things. Like they just, yeah. they kind of happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if something comes along and becomes the new like zeitgeist show that everyone talks about. There will be yeah. like Breaking Bad was one. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. There will be, there's always at least but one. But right now, at least there does not appear to be like a clear successor for when Game of Thrones ends later this year. Sure. Yeah. But it's true. It is kind of fragmented. Haha, uh-huh. the show's gonna beat the book, you guys. Oh, totally you guys is. laugh about uh-huh. George R. Martin sitting on his <laughs> oh, we could, ass and eating we could, ham. We, David and I could do a whole like uh yeah, sub podcast. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on our thoughts about Gur Martin right now. I'll be mm. with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, someone was telling me about a show. They're like, Oh, the show's really good, you should watch it. It's on Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. You're like, Whoa. What? I didn't even know that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> They were booing community in those bad seasons. Was yeah. that Yahoo or was it fucking Ask That was Jeeves? Yahoo. That was Yahoo's <laughs> last gasp, I think, was to <laughs> get community on there and hope that and it was just people. one. It was just one season. They just did. Yeah, because nobody season. came. <laughs> that was community's last gasp, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So Insecure, strong recommend. Everyone watch it. Watch it. All right. So uh, we'll do our final round now, starting with David. I guess when I think of this year and every year, one of the things (laughs) I always have to give a big thumbs down to is Minnesota sports. (laughs) That manages to disappoint me in many different ways, year in and year out. Except just for straight up Minnesota sports <laughs> as a whole, <laughs> yeah, well, every, like kids, of, like kids no, playing no, no. racketball well, in the field. Like, yeah, yep, yep. I should be specific and say professional men's sports. Yeah, the yeah. four professional men because we do because yeah, exactly. we have the we have the New York Yankees of the WNBA yeah. in Minnesota. Well, they didn't so. they didn't do well this they year. Wish they wish they were they the didn't. Yankees. But, they don't have a play about them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The Minnesota Lynx. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess just for some insight, uh, 1991, uh, the, twi- the Twins won the World Series. That, that's baseball. That's where you that's hit the, the last ball time with the stick. A, uh, Okay, okay. Yeah, that's the last time a men's professional sports team uh, reached the championship game of their sport. And so <laughs> they have pretty much sucked in various forms. Up until this year, and as we're recording on this Sunday, uh, the Vikings lost their game today to then not get into the playoffs or if they won. And they look terrible doing it. Yeah, for the second year in a row, we got locked out of postseason advancement by Philadelphia while yeah. looking terrible doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's awful. Very and, nice. and, and I guess all I'll say about it is, first of all, sports makes me uh, think about the our inexorable march towards death because now I'm seriously sure. thinking like, Will I die before I actually see a championship from any of these teams? And every year it's like, well, maybe next year, although a lot of the teams, it's like, well, you know, three or four years, you know, yeah, maybe it's not even, it's not even maybe these. next year. It's like maybe Some after the them, next yeah. rebuilding cycle. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't get how you can keep up with sports and politics and not put your head in a fucking noose. Uh, it, it, it's a struggle well, for Minnesotans. It's a struggle. Other, <laughs> yeah. other people yeah. can, uh, if you live in, if you live in Boston or the greater yeah. new England area, there's nowhere, yeah. it, there's nowhere else. It's easy. Nowhere is it easier to be a professional sports fan yeah, yeah, than in exactly. new England where one or more of their teams win a championship every fucking year. So every time they bitch and moan about a loss, I'm like, yeah, Put those tears in one of your many championship trophies, New England. And I'm like, 
what if I'm 70 and I see a championship? Like, I can't, you know, then go out and celebrate at the bars or anything. Like, I feel like prime sports fanatic time is like your 20s and 30s. And yeah. Minnesota's and that clock is all ticking, that David. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> David's biological clock is yeah, ticking. Exactly. If somebody wins you're when you're right. 70, you're going to get a heart attack and fucking die. And Speaking it, of David's biological clock, yeah, my big thumbs down for the year is David not inviting us <laughs> to his destination wedding. Uh, we put in so much groundwork. Ryan really wants to eat half of the buffet. Carol, were you invited? No. Okay. But I, just I, to make I didn't sure ask as hard as you. <laughs> I, you're not as hurt as I am. You have to true. talk to the fiance about that. And she, it's she, true. Did you catch the number of that bus that David just threw his fiance on? <laughs> Yeah, it was the bus number 69, which, by the way, if I may say, this year my spouse, the Threadjack, has been working Mm -hmm. for our local bus company, and I kept telling him to make it so there is a bus number 69 and 420, and we are no closer to that than before he worked there. (laughs) Fuck my spouse, too. That takes years to make that happen. I know, right? I'm like, when is the meeting where I yell this at men? When? When? Are you going to the destination wedding, Austin? You bet your ass I am. Aw, <laughs> oh, fuckers. Where is it at, David? Dominican Republic. Do you really want to go? Do you Ryan's just going to show up. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Dominican Republic and be like, yo, where are you at? I mean, it would be super but I do fun. want to be invited. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how much would it cost? Uh, uh, airfare would be a thousand, right? Around that. Uh, yeah. Ooh, wow. And, how, how many people are coming? Uh, around 40. Oh, that's a lot. It is, yeah. It's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, they they uh they they wanted to do a destination wedding to thin the herd, and then the herd plumped <laughs> itself back out again. Yeah, sort of. I well, know. I mean, I've got a big extended family, so and David was like, "If we make it a destination wedding, then Austin won't come." And I was like, "Ha, check <laughs> yeah, and mate." That, that was the worst Suckers. part. Of it. And, uh, it only worked on me and Carol. But there's gonna be a ceremony in regular old the Midwest, yeah, right, for for people who don't like you for a thousand dollars, but yeah. like you. Well, more than a thousand. I like you. <laughs> I like you three hundred dollars. <laughs> That's about my hey, personal. Hey, I'm, I'm actually flattered if people even like me three hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, I'm showing up, you, buddy. Uh, showing up, not buying a gift. <laughs> uh, yeah, my last point on Minnesota sports is it also makes me a bitter, jaded person, even worse so than I am. And so then, so then, like you'll see other teams succeed, and I can't enjoy any <laughs> other team's success because, like, I've never mm. even experienced that really. And then I'm just. I and, can't and then my proximity to David makes me a more bitter yeah. and jaded person. So it's like <laughs> perpetuating this like constant. Uh, so the Cubs, of, yeah, the Cubs yeah, win the, the World Cubs. Series. I'm just like fuck them. Yeah, everybody was so happy about it yeah. except, except David me and David. And David. Like, got... Everybody gets nice things, but us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know who's a big sports star this year? Who's that? Yeah. Gritty. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Gritty. Yeah. I do like Gritty's probably the best thing to come out of Philadelphia sports, maybe ever. <laughs> That's ever, weird, ever at all. Weird art, Gritty. Went it on. really was. It, and it, like, I don't know anything. Who is this? Comrade Gritty. Okay, so right. He's this googly eyed motherfucking Muppet who goes, what? And he like pushes down Santa Claus, and the left has co opted him for yeah, anarchy. So he was. What uh, the fuck are you talking so about? So Gritty was a. It's true, okay, right? So you I'm got telling the, the truth. Yeah, huh? yeah. There's the Philadelphia. <laughs> Flyers, which is a hockey uh-huh. team. That's with yep. the stick okay. and the puck, yeah, and the ice, and the ice skates. Yeah, and so they yeah. unveiled a new mascot, 
this year called Gritty, who just looks like a fucking Muppet. I don't, it's like the Grimace on steroids, I guess. He looks like a Muppet and a butthole. Yeah. Perfect. And so it was like, they first debuted him, and I think he was just universally panned as like, this is like stupid and weird and whatever. But then it like oh. made that circle until like people started liking him ironically, and then he just gets uh-huh. co-opted by... The left really as And that circle happened with like remarkable speed. Yeah. Like I feel like within the same week that people were like, This gritty thing is a fucked up looking mascot and then like two days later it was like Gritty, the hero of the left. Yes. Huh, I totally missed this. He's great. Oh, Ryan, I'm going to start sending you goodie memes throughout <laughs> oh, the day. Oh, well, all right. Lucky you. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm glad I uh, learned about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are, uh, you have anything else to say about it? Yeah, uh, yeah. don't get into sports. Yeah, so stay <laughs> okay. away from Done. sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, Minnesota sports in general, yeah. thumbs down. Yeah. I'm sorry all you're right. such a loser of sports, David. Yeah, thank you. Sorry about that, David. <laughs> Uh, we gotta move to California, I guess. Or, yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, Carol, final yeah. selection. Okay, last and maybe least, certainly least, next to Fargo and Steven Universe. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you might remember, dear listeners and my compatriots, not too long ago when we got to review for a Ryan episode a very fun Halloween with, with Freddy... Freddy Krueger's <laughs> Halloween show. There's a whole show of that, all right? And I'm like... Aaron, download all of those. Download the other ones. Oh, could you bleep the word download? You don't have to. Aaron, Aaron, acquire legally all of these. Yeah, yes, legally buy all of these. And then, and then, it's because I didn't even know there was a Friday the Thirteenth show, which is what we're going to discuss right now. Yeah, so and we then, talked about this with, a little bit in an email, and you uh-huh, said that, and I was uh-huh. like, I thought you meant the, there was like an anthology horror show from the early nineties or something. I meant yes. that. I was I've like, actually, what is this? I've actually watched a few episodes. Of that <gasps> you I have? Holy shit, David. Wasn't there okay, one let about, me like, set it. First mirror or something? <laughs> big time, big time, buddy. Okay, so when I was watching this, first of all, I'm just a fucking idiot. I will admit this. And I'm like, when the hell is Freddy going to show up? <laughs> and it took me two episodes to be like, oh, wait, it would be Jason. This would be Jason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but still, when is he going to show up? So what happens, to David's point, I can't believe you've watched this. Uh, Austin, you haven't, right? I, have I watched it as it aired. Yeah, I watched at least oh, a few David. episodes. I know. <laughs> I watched a lot of TV back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely a 90s show. Okay, so the opening one is two cousins who are definitely sexually charged, right? They're erotic <laughs> cousins. Like, the boy meets the girl, and he's like, oh, you're hot. And she's like, we're related. So it's sexual cousin tension. And they inherit their evil, spooky uncle's cursed antique store. <laughs> Right? What a place for Jason to show up ripping shit with his chainsaw than an antique store. But he never shows up at all. It's just erotically charged cousins chasing down haunted antiques. So wait, what is the premise of this show? I don't understand at all. Every episode, they have to find a different antique to get back from you know, the person they gave to. So it's like curses. And I was like, this show is terrible. But then I cut ahead to figure it out. And I watched the finale of season one. Ryan's face. He's got his head on his hand. I just don't understand what you're talking about at all. It's kind of like an anthology show. So like every episode would (laughs) focus on a different cursed antique (laughs) and a story surrounding it. Are you serious? Yeah. And it's two sexy cousins. Yeah. So there, this must be, it literally must be a show where they just slapped 
Friday the 13th on the end because it could not have less to do with Freddy or Jason. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have Jason in it ever? No. no. But it's Super about haunted no. antiques? Yeah. <laughs> and at the very end, I was like, this show is not good at all, but I like watching it. Well, okay, so the first one, they like set up the premise. The second one, they like go to a monastery and the lady does a really unconvincing drag and they like... It's a haunted monk diary, and then they go after all this shit and all this shit and all this shit. And then at the, for the finale for season one, they do like a full NES thing before there was codes where they actually fight Satan. They go into a hell realm, and the two sexy cousins like get in a fever dream, and they're going to die. And then the old dude like has to go to hell and meet his dead son, and the uncle's there, and there's Satan. All the time. So it's a really, it's actually a pretty good show. All right. Is this a Yahoo show? <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got uh, this uh-huh. from the Cracked Research team. Oh, great. Uh, I would our, love to know thing. anything. Uh, fuck? Originally, oh, the series, <laughs> <laughs> originally the series was to be titled The 13th Hour, but producer Frank Mancuso Jr. thought this would turn away viewers and instead took the name Friday the 13th to deliberately draw an audience's. Despite this title, the series has no connections to the film series of the same oh. title. As Jason Voorhees does not make an appearance, nor does any character connected to the films. So I think that's just somebody who co-opted the oh, name totally. Friday the 13th. I kept waiting for Freddy to get spit-roasted. Yeah. And then when I remembered that it was Jason, I just kept waiting for him to get spit-roasted by two skeletons. But to no avail. It's just sexy cousins. I guess you just can't maybe copyright the phrase Friday the 13th. Well, it looks like it was uh, distributed by Paramount, who might have owned that for so that you wouldn't have gotten into a copyright battle. Yeah, the cover is still really Friday the 13th-ish. Yeah, the five. But, like, text. But they're definitely reaching for it. Yeah, it's a great bamboozling. Weird. Yeah. So it's really about haunted antiques? Yeah. Oh, big time. There's a haunted doll. There's a mirror that makes you sexual, makes you hot to the to boys. You can flash it in their eyes and then they'll be in love with yeah. you. Or there's a, a teapot you can drink out of where you can steal a hobo's youth. So wait, do you... They do that. Wow. Do you, does it have to be a hobo? Uh, that's what she chose for the most part. Okay. And then... Yeah, generally, hobos. So is this, are you recommending this or no? Uh, I was gonna not, but now, you know what? I totally recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Just know what you're getting into, right? The finale won me, because they go through all the episodes that they've gone through, and they're stuck in a hell dream fighting Satan. So it's like, I I always am a sucker for the reprise when you get a gang back together, do all the old shows. And this is a show that's on now? No. No. It's certainly from your. I think it was like 93. Yeah. Oh, well, that helps. Okay, I'm a little <laughs> less confused now. And, yeah, the cousins are very 90s. She's, like, really oh. pretty with big, big, big red hair. And he's, like, you know, kind of a, a not attractive as a oh, Chandler so being. you are, this is Friday the 13th, the series. Yeah. Yes. So it is that. Yeah. Ran- oh, Okay. <laughs> it ran from October 3rd, 1987 to May 26, 1990. Oh, I'm That's a little less That was confused. my ninth birthday. Mm. Wow. So you totally watched it. Yeah. Yeah, no. All right. Well, Haunted Antiques, for those of you who are interested in that, you now <laughs> have a cousins. strong recommendation. And Cousins. And sexy Cousins. cousins. Uh, so, are you, is that it? Are you good on that? Yep, that's all. Okay, so... <laughs> 
Austin, final one. All right, so I did one thing I recommended, one thing one thing that was good, one thing that was bad. This is my so bad it's good uh, pick. Uh, this would be the uh, CW teen drama Riverdale. Uh, oh, shit. Which is, which, is, which is not an objectively good show at all, but is um, just so fantastically over the top and insane, and I absolutely love it. Um, it fills the 90210 niche in my heart. Um, I usually there's I usually am watching like one show that that kind of does that and Riverdale is that show right now. So I'm gonna give you a quick rundown on just what happened to Archie in the like first nine episodes of the most recent season that reached its like <laughs> midseason finale in uh, uh, right before Christmas. So okay. the season opened with Archie, a juvenile. He is under the age of 18 on trial oh. on trial for murder. He is framed for this murder by his girlfriend Veronica's mobster father. Oh, shit. His mom, played by Molly Ringwald, is acting as his mm. lawyer. Oh, shit. Archie decides that he's going to plead guilty to the murder he didn't commit because he did do some bad things in the previous season, including but not limited to leading two different armed vigilante groups what? in the town of Riverdale. <laughs> the fuck? That all happened in the first episode of the season. Uh, While in jail, he is forced into becoming the star of an illicit fight club ring run by the warden (laughs) and bankrolled by his girlfriend Veronica's mobster father. He is then broken out of that jail by the Riverdale gang. uh, Veronica and Betty and Kevin all team up and like hatch this plot where where they throw in smoke grenades and then he wiggles his way out of a storm drain but he's also gotten shivved by one of the warden's goons so he's like bleeding and they get him out on motorcycles and so then he has to hide in an underground bunker because he's still technically wanted uh as a you know confessed murderer so austin does that make him an archie bunker ah. oh he's in an archie bunker yeah uh, until his girlfriend Veronica finds proof that the sheriff solicited the testimony that was used to frame him, but I don't think that matters if you plead guilty. I don't know. Um, so then while all of that was going on with Archie, uh, Veronica also opened a booze-free speakeasy underneath the 1950s-style diner in town, and what? Jughead and Betty investigated a true detective-esque cult that is propagated by a role-playing game that may or may not be fronted by Veronica's mobster father as a vehicle for drug dealing, which culminates in the mid-season finale with him strong-arming the governor into quarantining the town as we go to Christmas break. That's wild. Yeah, it's fucking it's fucking insane and it's just like no, I'm like this isn't how the law works or jail works or people work, but it's damned entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and these are all high school. This doesn't make sense for any person in the room. <laughs> I want to make it clear. Yeah. All of these characters are like under the age of 18. They might even just be sophomores in high school at this point. It's a little unclear. Uh, and there's like there's a whole like flashback episode where they played their parents in high school because their parents played this this evil Dungeons and Dragons esque role playing game and then like something terrible happened so they covered it up and then it came back and their kids are playing it and they don't want their kids to play it because some this terrible thing that happened uh, it's it's ridiculous but I love it. Boy. So that's my strong recommend on Riverdale, unless, right. you know, you want things that make more logical sense. 
<laughs> no, I've thought about watching that show, but... You know. <laughs> now you're unconvinced. <laughs> I have not thought about watching that show. I just mean there's too many... There's a lot there of, is shows, a lot of shows I want to watch. The first season managed to walk the right balance between like over the top ridiculousness and then still being kind of like genuinely good, even though it involved incestuous pseudo syrup vampires. Oh my Uh, God. What? And then the second season totally went off the rails. And that was all about how Betty's dad was secretly a serial killer. And they, they didn't really know how to handle like the mystery element to that. And so there was a lot of like narrative dead ends and faints and it got very tiresome. But uh, and so then this third season, I feel like they're just like they went put all their chips into the over the top ridiculousness. And it's not necessarily good, but it is entertaining. Wow. All right. Uh, and so I guess I'll, I'll wrap it up with my final one. Uh, this is a strong thumbs down. This is, I would say, movie wise, my turkey of the year. <laughs> And it's not so bad, it's fun. It was just <laughs> abysmal. It was The Predator. Oh, I just watched this to, to get on board with you, yeah. You Has anyone seen it? No. Uh, I, I was going, well, I wanted to see it, though now you saying that makes me less want to see it. It's not even, okay, so I was all hot to watch it, and he started it, and then there was a certain scene that I'm sure we'll get to where he just had this barking laughter, so just last night, I watched it with him. You watched the whole thing? Yep. Oh, so you did see it? Yep, I'm with you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I, uh, okay, I'm so, I'm so on board for Predator shit, it's pathetic. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I saw the first Predator as a kid, and it just blew my mind. And Predator, crazy. a lot of people don't like Predator Two, but I'll watch Predator Two right now. Uh, I've seen the Aliens versus Predator movies, which are both abysmal. I yeah. saw Predators <laughs> in the theater, which is not good, and I still watched it and didn't have anything bad to say about it. Even probably uh, this movie, I was like, I really don't know this time. I really feel like. Predator movies have not been good for a long time now. And then my friend was like, I want to go see it. And I was like, okay. And then (laughs) it was even as a total rube who's a fucking idiot who will just go pay to see the Predator. It was terrible. Did you use your movie pass? No, that's the other rub. Yeah, yeah no, this that, this came uh, out after the like the three week window that Movie Pass existed. <laughs> yeah, so Movie Pass is lying in its grave at this point. But yeah, it was just okay. So one thing I think about these franchises, with one thing that I think is lacking in a lot of like space creature or monster movies is there's no cool creatures anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like even like i saw a quiet place this year which was great but the creatures are just these shitty cg things that look like anything else you see like there's Mm -hmm. nothing has looked interesting in a long time uh and the the predator is a fucking amazing design and Mm -hmm. like when that first one came out it was like such an interesting creature and they've managed to never do anything cool with it ever again and they just keep putting it in movies so, anyway, my whole point was that there just haven't been any cool creature effects in a long time, or like, yeah. cool designs. Right. And so you hope in these sequels that they'll do something that contributes to the thing. Like, Alien was really cool, and then Aliens, there's, like, the Queen Alien. Like, they mm. expanded on it in this cool way. Uh, mm. So, in the new Predator, there's, like, a 10-foot-tall Predator for some reason. <laughs> right. A super well, Predator. Carol, 
What the yeah. fuck was that movie even about? Do you remember? Um, it's not yesterday. The kid <laughs> had autism, so that meant he was the next evolution, and that's why the Predator wanted to take him to space with him. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? Uh, the cool thing, <laughs> okay, so this movie was very, very, very dumb, but it did do a couple movie, movie things, and one of them is that the Predator is why there's a 10-foot one. These Predators are harvesting humanity because we're going to die soon. And I was kind of bummed out oh. that they just threw in climate change because then I can't yeah. enjoy a movie. I'm like, oh, no, we're going to die. It's a slight <laughs> right, problem. Predators are coming in to steal our DNA because we're the predators of Earth. So they're going to steal our DNA before we all fucking die during this administration. Mm-hmm. So they're doing their last tourism gasps. And that's why the Predator had human DNA, and he was 10 feet tall, because he's still, like, basketball player DNA. <laughs> oh, okay. But, I mean, yeah, it was it was really pretty dumb. So there's this part where the child, this is what made my spouse laugh, with the child, the, the soldier man, is going to get taken by the government because he saw an alien, and so then real quick he just throws some Predator armor at this fucking shopkeep who only speaks Spanish, and he's like, deliver this to my home family's P.O. Box. So the autistic mm-hmm. son gets it, and then he like wears a predator mask for Halloween and just like shoots a guy who threw a leaf at him, because the helmet has automatic shoot powers. That's right, yeah. <laughs> it's this little child wearing a huge ten foot predator thing. Going, pew, did did it apologize for itself at all? Like, was this a predator movie that was ashamed of being a predator movie, or like actually? <laughs> I think it's just no. like, oh, what can you do with Predator now? It's an yeah. established thing, but what do you do with it? And the answer this movie came up with was, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, just put a bunch of shit in a movie. And it was Shane Black, who's kind of had a good run of movies. What? For, right. And people really and love And he his was shit, involved with the original Predator movie. He was in the original. Yeah, I think he... But he didn't write it. I thought he wrote it. He's just in it. He's one of the actors. He wrote Monster Squad. Yeah. He wrote Night of the Creeps, two films I really enjoy. But then I don't know if he's good anymore. Well, and he wrote. I don't know if he wrote. Predator. He wrote Lethal Weapon and Kiss Kiss Bang right. Bang and Iron Man oh, Three. Shit. He's the he's the guy who most of his movies are set at Christmas. Any movie he writes, he sets at yeah. Christmas. My thing is that you can make a pretty mediocre Predator movie, yeah. and I'm an idiot, and I'll go see it. <laughs> right. And even me, who's just hungry for any Predator content I can get, it was boring to watch this yeah. movie. It was just like, how do you fuck up something so bad that I'm such an easy mark for? So, thumbs down of the year goes to the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> That was a bad one. So uh, I guess I, I had the idea of doing quick hits too. Yeah. Do you guys have quick hits? Um, so do we want to go through the I was whole. On our Haunted whole list? Hill. Here's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. You get. We'll go in order again. You get ten seconds per thing. Okay. All right. Because does that sound good? You just sure. run through it. Okay. So starting with David. Uh, better call Saul. Huge thumbs up. Great. That's okay. Great. Great. <laughs> What you else? Do you got? Just keep, just go through all of oh, them. All my stuff. I thought we were going. Yeah. All right. Uh, better call Saul. <laughs> Your thumbs up. Uh, Witcher Three is a video game I played this year. It's awesome. Uh, probably the best action RPG I've ever played. Western RPG. Oh, oh cool. So that actually shows how you can actually have a good story with it too. I saw the mm-hmm. Hamilton musical. Uh, that's really good. I. You saw it live? Yeah. I saw. Oh, that. Cool. Yeah, it toured here. I saw it. 
It's really good. It has some historical inaccuracies, but I'm a nerd about that. And <laughs> Like all the rapping? They weren't really rapping. I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix, The Chilling Tales of, yeah, which is by that? the Riverdale people. I Oh, with Sally Draper. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I enjoyed it and watched it. I'm still unsure how I completely feel about it but i kept watching and i didn't like not want to i didn't want to stop either so i guess that does you know uh, brooklyn 99 i'm glad it's coming back i'll put it that way uh, uh let's see i watched the wwe it's atrocious and i'm about to stop because uh, <laughs> it's terrible and i really want to like professional wrestling because it could be something i really enjoy but the wwe can't do anything right uh, mm-hmm. Venture Brothers, I love, but I c- mm. can't keep its continuity straight anymore because partially uh-huh. because it's only on like every three years or something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about uh, oh. And I also my biggest guilty pleasure of the year is Love After Lockup, which is a reality show that's insane and makes me feel like Whoa. a bad person for watching it, but I can't stop Ooh. watching it. Cause oh, I gotta watch that. Sounds good. <laughs> it's about uh, basically there's someone in prison, like it's a bunch of different people because there's like about five couples or something but one person's in prison one person's not and they meet on like a pen pal dating website and so then they kind of fall in love that way but now the person's getting out of prison and usually things don't go well i'll put it that way it sounds so good (laughs) it's called love after lockup yes i'm writing that down (laughs) it's a reality Um, show and it's uh yeah all right uh carol quick hits Okay, okay. Um, haunt, House of, on Haunted Hill. Watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had fun with it. We ended up calling it Hell Horse, though, because, you know, there's just a lot of moody scenes in our alternate canon was that in the basement of the mansion, there's just a horse, and it's hell, and he steps on a watch. That was our take on like, <laughs> what would be a good horror movie, Hell Horse subtitle. So that's my take. Um, other thing, Hell's cutthroat kitchen i watch this all the time when i'm doing dishes and it's like oh they're so mean to the people this is alton brown hosting a show and they bid on sabotages so like one of them is you have to do cooking inside a phone booth yeah, motherfucker. Like you can only oh. you have to have oven mitts on at all times yeah like yeah you watch it david it's, yes. it's so good uh, <laughs> similar to david's love locked up which i will definitely watch i like to watch any murder show i've definitely been enjoying snapped which is where women kill men. <laughs> Yay, feminism! <laughs> and uh, just the last two out of three I watched, the ladies totally got away with it. One of them killed a DuPont. Can you believe oh, that money? Oh, my God. Yeah, she did. She fucking did. Oh, my God. Uh, what else? What else? Video games. I played Thimbleweed Park, which oh, yeah, had yeah, Tim yeah. Schafer. It is a point-and-click with, like, a Mulder and Scully. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It didn't... Wow, wow, wow me, but I had great moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, God, anything else? Anything else? Um, I know I do things. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. One more, one more is a subreddit for if you like reading things. I'm pretty sure everybody already knows about it, but it's just N-O-M-I-L, which is just no mother-in-law. That's where you go to read about the worst mother-in-laws in the world. But Ooh. warning, you might read too much of it. So, <laughs> All right. That Sounds should wrap good. me up. It is good and it's hole. bad. Okay, some of the mothers, one of them, uh, referred to her son as her son's bind, like son-husband. And Ooh. one of them liked to put suppositories in her adult son's anus. Wow. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into it already. 
Uh, Austin, <laughs> quick hits. All right, quick hits. Uh, on Christmas, I read the Merry X-Men Christmas special, uh, which Ooh. was a lot of fun. It's like one page per day in the twenty like first 25 days of December, and then like each page is done by a different creative team and tells like a self-contained story. So it was Ooh. with one story mm-hmm. that's kind of told across like three or four different days uh, in the course of the 25. Um, but that was a lot of fun, just kind of a cool format that hit a bunch of different characters and stuff. Um, I'm also reading right now Fire and Blood, which is the book that George R.R. R. Martin wrote when he couldn't write his other book, which is the... <laughs> He wrote another book. Which is the, yeah, this is is the first 600-page volume of two, uh, History of the Targaryen Dynasty, and I'm a huge sucker for non-fiction books about fictional universes. So like, you know, like Star Wars atlases and things like that. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm a huge mark on those and, and I'm really enjoying Nerd. it. It's, it's very, it, it reads like a really good history book, even though it's all fake history. Uh, like David, I also watched the Venture Brothers, um, mostly enjoyed this last season, though like David, it's all very unmoored from everything that's come before it because they take like yeah. five fucking years between seasons. Mm. And so I'm like, and they're not in the compound anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now they're in the tower in, in New York. Um, also, like David, I watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I have not finished it. Um, just watched the first few episodes, but mostly enjoyed it. Uh, heavy on the atmosphere um, really mm-hmm. adds a lot to that. Um, still haven't quite figured out what I feel about all the different pieces, but it's has a fun atmosphere, and, and the main, the gal plays Sabrina, is really good. Uh, I also watched Runaways on Hulu, which was interesting and flawed and entertaining. Um, they did some stuff with the with the characters in the story that was a little bit different, but it also like the first 10 episodes by the end of it, you're like, well, this is where they should have fucking started it, which is kind of a thing you see a lot in these streaming shows right now. So I am excited to watch the, uh, the second season, which is out now and I haven't gotten to it yet because that one seems like it will actually be adapting the stories from the actual comics that I've read. Um, which would be interesting. Mm. I read a biography of Laura Ingalls Wilder called Prairie Fires, which was uh, deeply entertaining. Mm. Also taught me that her daughter was like free, like a huge devotee of Anne Rand and objectivism, uh, oh, which shit. was weird and something I didn't really know. Uh, Prairie Fires is also a nickname for one of my sexually transmitted diseases. Also true. <laughs> also true. Um, Good callback. Well yeah. Like uh, yeah. like David, I also uh, enjoy Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I'm glad that it is coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, there's some intersectionality for you, Ryan. We do have some yeah. shows that we share. Uh, Finally, and uh, I'm also a big uh, Alton Brown nerd. Um, so I've yeah. been enjoying Good Eats Reloaded, which is him oh, like. They have. Which is him going back and like tweaking stuff from like early episodes and making fun of, you know, how much hair he had back then or how they did certain <laughs> things and stuff like that. So do you like good Alton or evil Alton better? Um, probably good Alton, but uh, oh, boo I know, to you. I know. And just for, and from Goodies Reloaded, like I've already, we tried a different way of making steak that was really interesting and he has completely revolutionized how we make pasta and making it oh, so really? much more easy to do, uh, to do pasta, which is worth it for that alone. Are you talking about you make the noodles or just no, boiling just boiling it, just doing a quick boil. What's the trick? Um, what is it's, it? You, you quick boil. You put the noodles in a shallow pan with just enough water to uh-huh. cover it. You 
cover okay. it with a lid, bring it to a boil, take the lid off, and like a couple, three minutes later, check the pasta, and when it's done. Like, you don't need hmm. a giant stock pot with like four quarts of water in it that you mm. have to bring. So like, you can boil pasta in like less than 10 minutes. You don't have to like okay. wait forever for the fucking pot to boil. Um, and it's this. easier cleanup and stuff. And that was in his like first reloaded episode. And I'm like, all right, well, this is this is worth it just for that. Uh, and then Ew. and then finally, I had Pizza Hut pizza for the first time in a long time a couple months ago, and it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so a big right. thumbs down to Pizza Hut pizza. Thumbs down Pizza Hut. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I thought you'd bring up the CW DC shows though. Oh yeah, yeah. David and I also watch all the yeah. the. Uh, uh, there. Superhero shows: Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, <laughs> Supergirl, Black Lightning, uh, mm. Le- Punisher, Legends of Tomorrow. No, that's Netflix. That's yeah, which I did watch and with give thumbs down. But anyways, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow is probably my favorite because it skirts that Riverdale line of of being kind of ridiculous, but uh, also doesn't take itself too seriously. Arrow had a deeply problematic season and it hasn't learned its lessons because it's <laughs> keeping around its villain that is terrible. Uh, mm. Flash is Flash, Supergirl is Supergirl. This yeah, well, most super, recent Supergirl, Supergirl season is yeah, it's problematic. On, like our political world, and its heart's oh, in the right Lord. place, but I don't know yeah. if it's always getting the metaphors. As yeah, right it, as its heart is definitely in the right place, and it's it's uh, worthy of praise for that. But yeah, mm. the metaphor is getting very very mixed, and that's problematic. Yeah. Mm. All right. Ryan, what's your hot takes? Mm. Here's my quick hits real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Glow on Netflix, very oh, good show. I need to check that out. I love oh, Allison Brie. <laughs> Two seasons, very high recommend. Uh, the Good Place. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I watched that, Good Place. Strong recommend. Yep, that's great. The new season, not as good as previous seasons, haven't, I'm going to say. Haven't but, started okay. the new season yet. But I just uh, wonder okay. how long the show can go on. Yeah, it, you're really... Yeah. It's kind of reinventing itself, but I don't know how often it can yeah. do that. You know, but. I think they're coming into a, ma- a master plan. Yeah. I think it's got to... They know where they're going mm-hmm. with it, I think. Okay. Um, salt, fat, acid, heat. On Netflix, if you like cooking shows, yeah. it's like four, one hour. It's also a travel show. It's beautifully shot. The host is really awesome. Very high recommend. Uh, a lot of this is stuff I liked. Mm-hmm. The Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary, very high recommend. RBG. Yeah, I watched that. RBG. She's inspiring. I took my niece to see it, and I had to take her phone away. The only thing that was sad about it was like how well known she became for being the dissenting opinion, which meant there was just so many terrible decisions that happened. But yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, I'm currently watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is pretty fucking good. The first season I finished was really good. The second season, I'm two episodes in, and I'm concerned it's maybe not as good as the first season. But I give that a strong recommend. Uh, old shit I've been reading that's so bad I can't stop is Ultimate Spider-Man <laughs> the Brian Michael Bendis comics mm. that are fucking terrible <laughs> and I can't stop reading them uh, alternately I saw Into the Spider-Verse and I thought it was phenomenal yeah. oh my god so David good David and I are going to see it tomorrow you'll oh, love it really great really really Spider-Ham is in the movies yeah. Yeah. Um, I put Venom on while I was uh, doing stuff, oh, no. and it was still bad. So <laughs> I goes, liked Venom. It was. I've seen. Lot. I've seen quite a few like sort of contrarian hot takes about how Venom is actually supposed to be pretty good, but I have not checked it out yet. Yeah, I will not check it out. <laughs> 
Uh, skip it. Same goes for Jurassic World. I just put it on when I was working yesterday, and I like dinosaurs. This is the but newest come on, one, guys. <laughs> Jurassic. Yeah, World. the most the most recent one. The new yeah, one, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jurassic Jurassic Park Five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like it so much more if they just called it Jurassic Park Five. Yeah, I know. Uh, I believe it was this year, the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. One hundred years ago. That was a piece of shit. I don't know what they're doing with this like weird, loosely connected movies called Cloverfield, but that was a step in the wrong direction. Was that the John Goodman one? No, that was the last no, this one. Was there a was Netflix a newer one movie, right? Yeah, and it came out like the day after they announced it. I watched it, the first half on an airplane, but I haven't finished it. <laughs> it's like unwatchable, yeah. <laughs> Barry on HBO is really great. It's a new series. I recommend that. Silicon Valley, I still really oh, like. Oh, Silicon yeah, Valley's hella fun. Yeah, I'm behind on that one, but I do enjoy it. I just saw a couple nights ago If Beale Street Could Talk. I heard good things about that. Hmm. That was a fucking piece of artwork. That was amazing. Yeah. It's, it's what, a what bummer. Uh, it's the new Barry Jenkins movie who made Moonlight. Oh, okay. And oh, uh, it's like a movie of the year contender. Mm-hmm. There were wow. so many good movies that were a, a bummer this year. Yeah. Like yeah. also Black Klansman was really great, but was really sad at the end. Um, the movie I've watched a million times this year, that's just the put it on whenever you feel like it movie of the century is fucking Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't bring up Infinity War just because I figured you could people could just check out our episode on it. Yeah, yeah we had a whole episode. <laughs> but, man, because that was when it first came out, and I've seen it like 20 times now, and that shit <laughs> is just like a watch it 20 times movie. Uh, similarly, if I can recommend The Ant-Mans, I have a lot of fun with those. Oh, I didn't really like the new one. I enjoyed oh, it. What? It was, so it was fun. fun. Yeah. I uh, I I did a lot of airplane traveling this year, more than I usually do, mm. and yeah. I found myself watching, if not the whole thing, just bits and pieces of Infinity War on the airplane, and because yep. you could just be like, totally. "All right, I'm just gonna go watch this part. I'm gonna watch this part now." Yep, I could watch when Thanos fights Doctor Strange like a billion times. That's that my favorite. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was everything that happened in 2018. <laughs> Yay! Thanks for being with us, and we'll get back to regular shows, episodes of special shows next time. Uh, before we log off, David, I am amazed by you, and I'd like to know where else I can find you on the internet. Get in line. Uh... <laughs> Twitter at Dr. Bits, Dr. Spelled Out, the real gentleman of leisure.com. All right. And Carolyn Maine. That is me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Carolyn Maine, C A R O L Y N M A I N, like the street. Uh, and I'm also on Facebook. What's up? I have a different podcast where we play my game, Pitch Please. You can buy your own copy of the game at pitchplease.fun. Had a bunch of Christmas orders. Thanks, everybody. I hope nice. you love it. Right? And you can listen to the podcast of our live shows uh, at cranavallstudios.com. Pitch please. Or it's on iTunes and Stitcher. It's bitch please, like bitch please. And uh, mm. thanks, and I'll see you there later. Nice. And Austin Gorton. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Austin Gorton, and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And shortly after this episode posts, I think I should be starting up my Patreon exclusive uh, review series. Ooh. So if you yeah. want to know what I think about the X Men of 2099, which is where I'm starting, uh, then uh, hop on over to patreon.com slash. Uh, G of L and uh, make a donation, make a pledge, and then you will have access to those reviews once they start up here shortly. 
Intriguing. And as for me, your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner, I have a website. It's ohyesverynice.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram under oh yes, very nice. I'm doing daily drawing exercises. Those right now. are super cool. Soon. You guys should totally check oh, them thanks. out if you if you're not following Ryan right now. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm just trying to get. I I've been writing all year, and now I'm trying to do get back into the swing of drawing. So I'm just doing copies of film stills and photos and stuff you, like are, that. But thank have you. you reached a point yet where you want ideas? You want people to pitch you ideas for things to draw? I don't think so. Okay, you got, I think I'm trying to avoid okay. that. So well, I'm also trying to do <laughs> really specific <laughs> stuff with it. Um, what was that? I, said, I have a dick pic. Well, it gets tricky, too, because as soon as you start kind of honoring people's requests, it just turns into a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah, but I might check in. I don't know. But (laughs) mostly I'm just picking, like, film stills with interesting lighting. Yeah, we'll see if you're singing that same tune in, like, August, where you're like, oh, God, just tell me what to draw, people. (laughs) Well, I think I'm only going to do it for, like, a month or something. Uh, I'm not really sure. It's just an exercise. So uh, I don't have a set goal with it yet, but I am doing it every day for at least a while. I like to Tony Soprano. Thank Love you. Tony. Love Tony. So, uh, yeah, as for the show, uh, we are a very special episode. Our website is a very special episode podcast.com where you can stream every episode of our show. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash AVSE pod, where you can interact with us. Tell us how much you liked this episode. Tell us your picks of the year. Yeah. Also, we get emails. We got a request for a Gilligan's Island episode recently Ooh. that I believe we will honor. So let's keep that in mind. Uh, at AVSE Pod is our Twitter, where you can read our Twitters. <laughs> you can email us Twitter. at AVSE at gmail.com. You can also download our show at uh, on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. We will accept five star reviews for you from you. I don't know what any of the other ones besides iTunes use, but whatever the equivalent of five stars is, that's the review. That you should give us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that wraps things up for this year, right? Uh, so thanks for listening to our show. We love each and every one of you like so much that it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a stalker. <laughs> and uncomfortable. Hey. Yeah. Uh, and we'll continue to do it into the next year, <laughs> if not the next decade. Yeah. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get Perhaps even to the year 2099. Ooh, yeah. But once the year 3000 hits... Fuck you. We're leaving you alone. (laughs) All right, I don't have a clever wrap-up. Let's just let this year be dead. Yeah, that was this ABC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or C-Money? What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, cause we gotta go pee.